Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan, and welcome back to the Fandom Optimists. This is the show where we love stories, and we love when they bring us together. This week in fandom, I am joined by my good friend, Blue, to talk about the latest updates on the DC Universe by James Gunn. Blue, how are you doing today? Uh, I had to physically restrain myself from um, interrupting you just before you started and screaming, Bienvenue, Power Bottoms! <laughs> Oh my like, like, I don't know if the microphone picked it up. It probably didn't, but like, there's like a slight gasp noise right before <laughs> you, um, you Just started holding talking. yourself back. Yeah, barely. it was literally like the breath started to come out of my mouth, and I shut my <laughs> mouth tight. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, um, I'm, I'm good. Today is actually look okay. Normally, when people ask me, like, how are you doing? Like, how is your day I'm been? fine. It's I, I'm okay. Like, it's fine. Or, like, I'll just be like, eh, I'm here. Because I don't like lying. <laughs> yeah. um, nobody wants to hear the truth, which is life is a fucking horror show. Constant existential dread. Um, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> so I just meet in the middle, and I'm like, I'm fine. Just whatever. Don't ask me. Um, I feel like I feel like that dose of honesty is helpful on this show because this show exists to be like yeah it's existential dread and here's how I'm dealing with it and I'm nothing if not brutally and painstakingly (laughs) um but no you know today was actually a good day for me um I I went into work and I wasn't forced to work at the fucking goddamn back window for (laughs) Uh, most of the day like I had been for weeks Um, good and um so so I was only at the back window for an hour and that was to cover two different people's breaks and I can handle that and I wasn't during rush hour oh I guess I should say I'm working at McDonald's now um but um it wasn't during rush hour or anything so I wasn't pulling my hair out with the fucking absurdity of humankind that I was (laughs) doing but um not only was I only there for an hour, but I got a genuine dose of human kindness. Um, oh, that's th- great. Like this lady, you know, ordered her food, came through. I was taking her money. She had like a dollar and something and change, right? I go to hand it to yeah. her and she's like, um, do you guys accept tips? Uh, are you allowed to get tips? And <laughs> I, I had to think for a second and I was like, I don't know because <laughs> nobody's ever offered me a tip. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and so she was like go ahead and keep that it was like a dollar 14 cents or something and i was okay. like are you sure all of it like do you want the dollar or she's like no no keep all of it i'm like oh, okay thanks i was like wow that was nice and you know she she drove off to the next window got her food and i took a couple more people and then there was like an extra person in my line um huh. i was like what's going on here mm. and sh- she came back up to my window again and at this point i'm like okay someone probably like got her order wrong and she's going to ask for like another thing you know that's, that's yeah. not too diff- too unusual but no she she just like was there and she was like i was thinking about what you said before about how nobody's ever offered you a tip and i felt bad so here and i know <laughs> i know she gave me a bigger bill i thought it was like a 10 dollar bill i was like oh my god are you serious are you sure like, you don't have to do this. And <laughs> no, 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 take it, take it. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And it was only after she left that I realized it was a $20 bill. Oh, my God. She, so she tipped me $21 today. What was the order? I want to figure out what the percentage tip was. She, I, I don't remember. She she got, like, <laughs> a Egg McMuffin or some shit. Like, 
Okay, so like a like a it's like a five dollar order or something. It, yeah, so like it's to, like a four hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> but like it it was because it wasn't about the food. She was just like, Oh wait, you've never gotten tipped? Here, take a big tip. And I was just like, Oh my god, thank you. That's lovely. That's huh. really good. Yeah, so there you go. There's my optimism for the day. <laughs> now I'm allowed. Now I'm allowed to be unenthusiastic. Now you, now you get to be the polar opposite of me on all this. Because look, <laughs> I'm, let's let's rip the bandaid off right now. Am I glad that we're rebooting the universe? Yes, the fucking Cyberverse sucks dick and balls. Oh um, my friend, what's really funny is that at this point in time, partly because of the three week break that I didn't mean to take. The most recent episode of this show was two hours of me and Kenny talking about how much we love the Snyderverse. Oh, you guys are dumb. But um, <laughs> look, the the Snyder look, you can appreciate it for what it is, but it is bad. And <laughs> um, and and so knowing that James Gunn is heading up the new DCU, which by the way. Thank fucking God, because DCEU also sucked as an acronym. Yeah, um, it was a bad acronym. Also, by the way, dear listener, I f- don't remember if I actually said... Oh, I did say it. I said we're doing the James Gunn DCU thing. Okay, good. I thought we jumped in without me saying it. I did. Don't worry about it. My brain um, isn't working today. I've been gone from this podcast for too long. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so the, the the fact that James Gunn is heading it up and it's like okay yeah because you know he did the Suicide Squad and yep that is that that was like that was great that was my favorite DCEU movie yeah that was the one that I would say was really actually like, I a good am movie. still gonna go with Man of Steel and I just realized. No. That this air vent is about to fall off of the ceiling in my apartment. Oh no! That's what you get for saying Man of Steel is a good movie because <laughs> the, the, Kevin, I saw a tweet today that was like, "This is still the funniest death in the DCEU," and it's fucking Kevin. Oh, Foster. that like, fucking death! Um, can no, we I'm, at least agree that that was terrible writing? I I I, I agree it was poorly executed like, but I, I understand what they were going for i understand what the attempt was right like yeah. i understand what the symbolism was supposed to be and i understand what like the thematic like i get that but it was dumb it, it was it was done poorly for what they were going for i'm still gonna stand by that i get the most emotional impact out of man of steel of of any uh of the of any of the post-Nolan DC movies. If there's anything I'm going to say nice about Man of Steel, mm-hmm. it's that it is quite possibly the closest we've gotten to a Hollywood DBZ movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Because the fight um, scenes in in that, like, the... the they're pretty fucking scene, cool. The Superman and... um. What's that bitch's name? Zod. No, the bitch. The 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 woman. I'm using a derogatory oh. term for females, like a good person would do. Oh my god. Um, the the um, Farah. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's the one girl, the only girl. It's the token girl, and they're having the fight inside. Well, because I I I think that he, I think that Zod also has like a right hand woman in the Donner movies. It is a different name, I think. It, Unless it isn't, and it's just a Justice. really forgettable name. 
She's in the Donner movies, she's in Man of Steel, and she's in Young Justice, and I've somehow not memorized her name. In Feora. Thank you. Yes. Okay. He's fighting Feora. I had to go, and I had like to go really... through my Smallville knowledge to get <laughs> Feora. It's really, it's, it's really kinetic, <laughs> and the hits feel super heavy, because you're oh, yeah. seeing the furniture around them blow off. And, like, he goes to move forward, and then Big Dude, and good fucking luck trying to remember his name, comes up behind him oh, and, like, comes by his ankles and swings him around. I'm like, yeah. that was really good choreography. Um, I don't think the entire movie has that. Okay, but, like, how about they're... how about the, uh, the first flight scene? It's fine. It's fine? <laughs> That's so sad. It's just fine. Like, it's not... Bad. I but, love but I the first flight say... scene. It's it's the best scene of the DCEU, I think, off the top of my no Rat the nature no... swarming uh sorrow. That's, That's awesome. <laughs> uh but I, I think that the first flight uh, uh gets me more. Also, um No Man's Land, Wonder Woman. That that might actually win out uh among those two scenes. What? Oh, okay. Whatever. Uh, look, the No Man's Land scene. That's a really I, cool I, scene. Uh, here, here's the thing. Again, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a hater. I am successful. No, I know. But I always, um, I always know that you have like very reasonable taste reasons for why you don't like things. It's I know. Not, I just. It's not blind anyone's, rage. In, in case this is anyone's first episode, I still like to give myself this um, little cushion. <laughs> like, I I don't make the attempt to hate these movies, but there are certain things that I'm looking for in these superhero movies, especially with well-established characters like uh, Superman mm. Batman, that I didn't receive. And... And because there's a, there's a certain level of, um, some might call it blind naivete with only a surface level knowledge of what the characters are and mm-hmm. knew that Zack Snyder approached um, the movies with. Like, he had a very surface level of knowledge of Superman. The material of knowledge that he was drawing from Superman are often deconstructions of Superman rather than genuine portrayals of Superman, and he might have just not known that. But with the amount of people working on these projects and the amount of access that they had to material from DC, it might not have been Zack Snyder himself, but someone in those projects was disingenuous. And it feels disingenuous to these superheroes. It feels like someone was making a parody of the superheroes, but then forgot somewhere along the way. Forgot to, to clearly to portray label it, a it as a parody. Um, it, that's pretty funny. I will never agree with that take, but I always, <laughs> but I always understand why you have it. Um, by you, you the way, dear dear listener, what I mean, though, yeah, I always I always see what you mean and what you're referring to, and like it makes sense and the things that you're looking for aren't there and it's i'm a bit more forgiving to movies uh uh than you are hence the title of the podcast yeah um Um, now that being said i think a lot of this slate um part of the reason why i'm not super amped up about it look okay realistically a big part of it is okay so i guess we should so i guess we should kind of uh reset for a moment and okay so we're coming at this from one person who's super happy that the Snyderverse <laughs> is dead and buried. And oh, one I person, am. and then one person who I'm like, you know, I really would have loved to see 
Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3. I would have loved to see a Man of Steel 2. I thoroughly enjoy pretty much everything from the DCEU except 2016 Suicide Squad and well, Wonder Woman 84. Um, this is not a hard reboot. Uh, apparently it is using Flashpoint, um, the, the Flash movie, to act as a soft reboot, but they are still doing things like you know, Shazam 2 and Aquaman 2 or whatever. And and so some of the movies that were from the DCEU are still going to be sort of grandfathered into this new universe. Yeah, um, it's an interesting way that they're doing it. Um, which means that at least some elements of the old universe must carry over. So I guess it is going to be kind of um, uh, like a new 52 in that it's like an alternate history where a lot of the same stuff happened. If but... they reveal in 10 years that Dr. Manhattan fucking... They won't. <laughs> I know. They're not that smart. But it would be pretty cool. It would be, If they in 10 years reveal that Dr. Manhattan fucked with the timeline somewhere and 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 th- because, because they're doing exactly the same thing. We're doing a flashpoint that's going to mostly but not completely reset the universe. Well, I'll tell you this. If the Flash movie has a post-credit scene with Dr. Manhattan or something, I will <laughs> literally make an actual OnlyFans and twerk. <laughs> okay, that is my promise to you because it's not going to fucking happen. I will pay. <laughs> no, um... you shouldn't. It, it's going to be my ass, dude. You should not do that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, look. Uh, what, what I was going to say I support that, my friends <laughs> um, <that's>... <laughs> um, but I, admittedly part of the reason I'm not super amped up about this slate is because I'm just fatigued because the DCEU again like I said was not what I wanted it fucking drained me to have to deal okay. with these Snyder dudes for now there's where we get the fun total agreement part <laughs> is the fucking cult yeah, if, if they rose up me, around Snyder, if they gave me like two years of being like official, the DCEU is dead, and then I could go okay, and I could stop listening to the Snyder dudes for. A I think years, you're gonna then... get one year because it sounds like we're doing all the projects this year, and I don't remember him announcing anything happening in 2024. And then all this new shit happens in 25. Okay, so if I have a year, then maybe by the time it rolls around, I'll be more amped up for it. But as of right now, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, more stuff, sure. But um, that being said, some of this sounds like it's exactly up James Gunn's alley. If, if, if there's one thing he's proven that he can do, he can take a bunch of D-list characters that are fucking silly oh, yes. and make a great uh, series out of them. So Creature Commandos is probably going to be good. Um, yeah, so let's start walking through this. So we've got Creature Commandos that will be an animated series. Apparently the Weasel will be in it. I fucking loved the Weasel, man. Yeah. They're sure. bringing the Weasel back? I'm happy. He he drowned, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, and then he comes back, and then the post-credit is, yeah. he's okay. Um, um, that was so, pretty okay, funny. this... This this I is going to be like very James Gunn. 
This series is going to draw in a specific niche of nerd that I feel like you are definitely not. And that's monster fuckers. What the fuck? <laughs> you did you did the Venom episode with me and Andy, right? Oh yes, this is true. So I Andy do. is a monster fucker. Uh, yes. Andy's I, I remember super horny for the monstrous being of Venom. Go um, check out the Cape Corner episode <laughs> on Venom for more context. Yeah. Um Bride of Frankenstein, I'm looking at this picture and I'm uh, I'm like turning into that biting lip emoji. <laughs> oh lord. I hope she has an actual name, like chauvinist much. Oh, she's just the bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> you, you sexist pig. Yeah. Uh, haven't you heard of the Bechtel test? <laughs> um, so some- Creature Commandos, I'm pretty excited because that is the most James Gunn sounding thing that anything is ever. That's the most James Gunn gunny thing that anything is James Gunned. And so, so the actual series of Creature Commandos takes place in World War II, but it sounds like this is not going to be that. This is going to be modern day. Yeah, because we got... Well, I guess it has to be if Weasel's there. Yeah. Unless Weasel's immortal. Kind of immortal, yeah. Oh my god, Weasel is uh, Vandal Savage. He's going to be the final I swear to god. (laughs) (laughs) If you're just a really fucked up one, it's like, yeah, I'm a Neanderthal. (laughs) Of course I look like a little furry How upset How upset would the DC fandom be if the big bad is a is an (laughs) inaccurate version of Vandal Savage that's just the weasel? What if he's a hyper accurate version of Vandal Savage because he's a Neanderthal, so he's a pre-homo sapien, so he has to look like Oh my god, he's a fucking weasel. (laughs) That's really funny, and I kind of I kind of want it now. If that winds up happening, um, then I'm all, making OnlyFans. You all need to make a fucking statue of me, is what you need to say. <laughs> I mean, um, I've done that joke before, but whatever. Okay, um, so so. Whew, I so after that, so we've also it. had announced a Waller series. Uh, Viola Davis returning as Amanda Waller. Uh, spinoff of Peacemaker. I'm guessing Peacemaker is also getting a season two. I have to imagine Waller will be like a political thriller drama, like a House of Cards or like a 24 or something. I could picture that. Um, with just superhero shit happening in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's gotta be sort of akin to Peacemaker in that your protagonist is not a likable person. Um, yes. Because the core defining trait of Amanda Waller is she is that bitch, but she is also <laughs> a bitch. I I think that if if the Waller series is lucky, it will be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. blended with Breaking Bad. Yes, I I can see that. Um, <laughs> I get the vibe that you're saying, and you know what? I approve. Uh, again, I'm not like a huge Amanda Waller stan or anything. Yeah. Um, but I will admit, any like if I'm watching an animated movie or whatever, and I didn't know she was in it, and then she pops up, I'm always like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. No. Every time. 
Every time um, Waller in Black Adam, when Waller just shows up on a screen, I was like, oh, fuck, that's Amanda Waller. Oh, I didn't know. Sentence. <laughs> Dude, well, uh, 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 I just had the realization she can perform as the Nick Fury of the new DCU. Yeah. Like, but she, a much, she's a much meaner Nick Fury, and that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. It, what would be great is that it also wouldn't really be like a carbon copy of what the MCU did because Shield and Cadmus, while performing similar functions, are very different <laughs> yeah. in the way they interact with the heroes. They can yeah. both be an impetus for the hero teams coming together, but in very different ways. Yep. I um, think that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. Wait, does Cadmus even exist? Because, like, I, I didn't watch um, Peacemaker. This is a great question. I can't remember if the name Cadmus appeared. I don't remember. Do I'm know, not sure. Fun fact, do you know what Cadmus uh, actually is? Like, what? not not the organization, but, like, the name. What it, what it refers to. I'm not sure. Uh, it was a group in... Um, I believe medieval folklore of some hmm. region of the world that they s- sewed dragon's teeth into the earth to create monsters. Interesting. Um, because dragons were like supremely magical beings and even yeah. their bones could generate life. Huh. <clears throat> so the, uh, the, the next big announcement here, and this is the, the like the big announcement is the Superman movie's title, Superman Legacy, which is going to... Oh, he's describing it as the true beginning of the DCU in July of 2025. It makes sense. I hope it's not like Man of Steel. Um, It's not going to be like Man of Steel. (laughs) Look, even if you like Man of Steel, um, like overall as an entire thing, even if you're willing to ignore the obvious fuck-ups that it did um uh because we're all entitled to our opinions no matter how long <laughs> uh, the you you should not start if your goal is to make the next dc cinematic universe more successful than the last one mm-hmm. then you should not start it off the same way as the last one this needs to be radically different in tone and that's the thing because because okay you want to know a big part of the reason why I think that the DCEU was never going to appeal to actual DC fans, mm-hmm. uh, like fans of the comics and the animated shows and whatnot, because yeah. when the entire basis of your cinematic universe is built off of a deconstruction, then the entire tone of your universe is going to be centered around deconstructionist themes. That's why Batman and V Superman was based on a deconstruction uh, graphic novel. Uh, that is why... The, that that that's why like a lot of the characters are radically different than what they are in the comics because yeah th- they all then have to follow that sort of suit of being deconstructionist because Man of Steel is a deconstruction of Superman because the last Superman movies that we had was the Christopher Reeves Superman movies was the um was the the um Brandon Ralph um help Superman Returns thank you um <laughs> and. and <laughs> Even if Superman Returns was a little bit darker in tone and it had an actual criminal as the villain, yeah, um, the it, it was still a spiritual successor. It was a love letter to the old Christopher Reeves films. So we'd had so many years of Superman being this genuine um, 
you know, optimistic character. And people were like, Superman fucking sucks because he's a Boy Scout and he's boring. And so what we then had was um, the deconstruction of it. It made Superman yeah. darker. It was done by the same people who just did a Batman trilogy. It was even scored by the same guy who scored that Batman trilogy. So they were making him more like Batman to deconstruct him. So he is not a good Superman because he is not meant to be accurate to Superman. He is meant to be like, doesn't Superman kind of suck? Wouldn't it be better if he was X thing? No, just make him Superman. So I Yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like kind of along the lines of what you're saying, but in a much kinder uh, regard to the movie. You are I, much nicer than I am, yes. I think I think what this needs to do, I, I think that the that the big thing is that the Snyderverse was trying to do, what if these people existed in our deeply cynical, deeply political, terrible world? And so these people can't be these the just of themselves yeah so so they're they're being taken down a little bit by the world around them they are still ultimately beacons of 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 hope and kindness See, but they're not that because the the tonal aspects of the like almost every single movie is about the how... s means hope blue shut the fuck <laughs> up the no symbol means, means hope Superman. anyway um <laughs> the the no no the because the the thematic points of those movies is all about how the world affects these characters and it was never about how the characters affect the world yeah they might say with words and dialogue yeah that's a good point that's a good point those movies tend to be about superman and how he needs to react to the world and whether or not he needs to overcome what his dad told him it, it, and... was all, it was all about how the things that were happening in the world were emotionally influencing Superman. And while that may be a good way to try and humanize him, in the end, it made him never an acting force upon the world, which contradicted, again, the dialogue. They were trying to say about what an acting force he was, but we never actually see that. He never actually did that in the story. And so yeah. what I need this movie to be, I need this to be kind of what the animated movie, um, shit, Superman versus the Authority, was that it? It was the- Superman the versus the Elite is yes, genuinely the one of the best movies ever. The adaptation of what's wrong with Truth, Justice, and the American Way. I adore that movie, and I also, and Kenny and I talked about this a little bit on the Snyderverse one, and I just want to, just want to say this again. We are both of the opinion that we hope Snyder was just drunk when he said it, um, but where Snyder accidentally quotes the, the villain speech of Manchester Black, and I think that's really funny. See, that's what I'm saying. I think he has a very surface-level understanding. I think... I think oh, he does. Oh, I think he has that kind of because he, he, because like I said, he wanted to bring it into the real world and make it the real world. And this is an awful world. And yeah, he's right. In our real world, to quote both Zack Snyder and Manchester Black, <laughs> you're living in a fucking dream world if you think these people don't wind up killing people. 
Yeah, but Manchester Black is wrong. It's literally Um, something people imagined because the world sucks and we want it to be better. And that's the point that I was. That's the point that I was wrapping around to is that, in the kind regard to the movie, I appreciate what Snyder did bringing uh, these characters into our real terrible world. Now it's time to do it in that beautiful dream world, fictional ridiculous place that is the world of dc comics yeah to separate the old universe from this new one i think the best thing that they can do with superman legacy is to address the criticisms that the snyderverse was making about superman and about heroes in general all that cynicism all of that quote-unquote gritty realism i need this movie to have that as a character and have yeah. Superman say, so fucking what? So yeah. what if I'm kind of dorky? Yeah, so and his his if- specific response. I really want the exact exchange from Superman versus the Elite in this movie because it's my favorite ever line from anything Superman is when Manchester Black says you're living in a dream world and he responds, good, dreams save us. The The quote that we have here um from uh saffron is Mm -hmm. it focuses on superman balancing his kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing he is the embodiment of truth justice in the american way he is kindness in a world that thinks kindness is old-fashioned so i i want them to specifically say the line in the movie what's wrong with truth justice in the american way yeah. I want them to actually say that line. And yes, it'll be a big aha moment for the nerds who love references. And I'm not immune to that. I'm such a fucking <laughs> of references. Every time I catch a reference, I'm like, ah, I got it. Um, but, <laughs> but I also want it to be the mission statement. I want that to be the mission statement to address fan concerns, to address the Snyder cultists. I want that to be said explicitly to say no this is what we're doing we're going to celebrate these heroes i recently watched um a video that was an essay from um i believe it's implicitly pretentious love um, love that guy uh about the justice league unlimited cartoon Mm -hmm. and about how it tackled cynicism with genuine optimism um, yeah in the story and i want this story to do exactly that because like i said we just had a 10-year run of nothing but fucking cynicism and yep and and like i understand this is this is the optimism show every everybody's happy happy and we we're being nice to the bad movies but for for the sake of optimism, I hope that you also want something more optimistic than what we got for the past ten years. Well, yeah, I was just saying, I I think that that the right way to do it now is to put them into that much more colorful, much weirder, and much more fantastic world uh, than they tried to do it well, before. Because because I just like thought about the things I just said, and I'm like, God, I sound like I'm trying to fight. <laughs> It's just who I am. No, dude. I know you. Um, um, all right, so, so okay. Lanterns is after that. Lanterns. Cool. I'm in. Sure. To find I'm tired of how Jordan... They've, they've apparently been producing some version of this for like seven <laughs> years. 
Yeah. Um, but but I'll give James Gunn a chance to actually do it. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to be really upset. Here's, here's okay, some criticisms. First of all, mm-hmm. we could just not have Hal Jordan. It's cool that they've also got Jon Stewart, but we could also just not have Hal yeah, Jordan. Yeah, you could, you could just, you know... If you want do that, to especially guys, especially right since when we uh, scroll through the rest of this list, there's um, no black people on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other other than John Stewart, so it's like hello just, MCU Phase One. <laughs> just make I get you know I guess you gotta start somewhere yeah. and copy the MCU a little bit too literally here. <laughs> yeah, um, we could we could skip that part. Um, but uh, okay. I understand they're they're space cops. Um, so so like the true detective thing, I get what you're going for. Um, yeah. Two issues I have. Uh, one, maybe not the best thing to shoot for in a heavily a cab world right now. Um, yeah, that the only saving grace is that they're not cop, So technically, they could be fine. Um, yeah. But but my other problem is it's like I swear to God if they have one of the Green Lanterns space kill a space black dude maybe they should gotta happen maybe um, they maybe they should maybe they should have it be uh, uh you know maybe what? they should maybe they should be the have the plot be Hal and and John Stewart are desperately trying to fight cop corruption you know what if they kind of do what um, Falcon the Winter Soldier was kind of going for it then I'm I'm for it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'd be done with that. Out loud, I, I was like, I was starting like, wouldn't this fucking suck? But then I said it out loud. I was like, wait, <laughs> that yeah. sounds kind of good. Um, yeah, they should do it. But here's my other problem. You took probably the most cosmically aware member of the Justice League, and you went, "That's the show we're going to be extremely terrestrial based. That's the show <laughs> we're going to stay on Earth. That's the show we're not going to do in any alien shit." Look, I understand Superman's an alien, but let's be real. The guy doesn't go out. Like, he mostly stays on Earth. If he's going into space, it's for Justice League shit. Not really for Superman shit. Um, Unless it's specifically, like, a a villain of his transported him, like Mongol or something. But, But... Superman's mostly the Earth guy. If you wanted to specify a show that's going to be largely terrestrial based, you should have done it with him, not not with the space guy, the guy with all the aliens. Yep, probably um, not the best move. But like, maybe they're afraid. Hey, maybe it'll work much, out. Maybe they're afraid of being too much like the Green Lantern movie. Um, but I'll tell you, the Green Lantern movie didn't fail because of the space shit. The Green Lantern movie fa- failed because of Mister Potato Head. That was fucking weird. Yeah, the the Hector Himmel or whatever the fuck is that? The, I, I can't remember his I last don't name. Give a shit. The that dude, <laughs> the guy from She, was not. Um, I don't even know if you get that reference, do you? I don't. There, um, there, was a, there was a Joaquin Phoenix movie where he was in love with his phone. Oh yes, I do remember this. That's funny. Or her, um, whatever it was called. Yes, it was her. Um, her. It was her queen. Um, yeah, I, I actually, Green Lantern is a guilty pleasure movie that I, I do enjoy watching, but don't do it that again. It would have been better with <laughs> that entire plot point cut out. Don't do that again. Yeah. That yep. was half the movie. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. Just do the big, 
I mean, I don't really love the big space cloud, but just fight a big space cloud is fine. You're the Green Lantern. At least he actually fought that big space cloud. It was and it was voiced by Clancy Four. Brown. That's great. I love Clancy Brown. It was Brown. a Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer kind of situation. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, the Authority. Okay, hang on. I got to run to the restroom super fast. Oh, okay. I will be right back. And all right. Be right back. Okay. While Jordan's gone, um, <laughs> I'm just going to say that, uh, like I said, he is much nicer about the Snyderverse movies than I am. And um, I don't think that they're entirely without merit. But I also think it's very generous to be like, yeah, some of the best stuff in DC came from those. I don't think it did. I think everything that the DCEU accomplished that could be considered even mildly good was copied from something that did it better. Um, and the most unique things about it are terrible. Jesse Eisenberg's whole the red capes are coming is bad. And uh, Superman... Okay, I have been drinking way too much water for all the speech therapy. It's fine. I, I okay. Was, I was given some uh, some real armchair talk to the listeners while you were gone. Oh God, I can't wait to. Hear. Yeah, it was basically <laughs> me me saying um, I like Jordan, but his opinions are wrong, and here's why. <laughs> oh dear God, I may have to leave it in. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So, so the the authority. Do you know what this is? I did, and then I forgot. Uh, I okay. know why. I still him. don't. But and I feel like a bad comic book fan for it. But to be fair, I didn't because it's Wildstorm and nobody knows what Wildstorm is. I I don't know what that is, is, but I'm also a loser. To be fair, I did not know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were either when that was first announced. Um, If I recall, that was pretty early on in my nerd insanity character arc. um, And I, I could be wrong. I seem to remember that the authority is a deconstruction of the Justice League. It, okay, that'd be fun. It is basically like we have a uh, like a team of seven or so super people mm-hmm. that are extremely influential upon the world that they superhero within. Um, but they're a lot more. <clears throat> it, it is almost a, a deconstruction of the Justice League being like cops in that they don't actually influence positive change they merely enforce the status quo and the authority is like no we'll slaughter world leaders if it means making the world a better place like we're going to change the world for the better and that requires radical action (laughs) wow um and, and it's it's a big think piece about whether that's actually good or not um uh, so, I, if, if that's the story I'm thinking of, it was actually a big influence to one of my original characters who, um, in an alternate future timeline, he wound up being, like, super radicalized to, like, okay, I'm tired of this capitalism bullshit, I'm tired of these corrupt world leaders, I'm actually just going to start throwing tanks through the White House and whatnot. <laughs> um and he wound up becoming like a global dictator, and so um, we're doing the the injustice thing. Yeah. Well, what's what's 
I mean, I wrote it, so I guess I shouldn't be like the great writing about this. <laughs> but what I really like about what I wrote is that, <laughs> yes, some areas of the world are like mildly dystopian and like post-apocalyptic. Like London is a fucking burned hellhole. So like the British have formed a resistance because they fucking hate him. But in other areas of the world, former third world countries are actually flourishing because things like systemic racism are now yep. punishable by death. So, hmm. so he's actually made life better for a lot of people. Interesting. Which means well, that he does have a lot of support. So the authorities probably going to be cool. Oh, it's a movie. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't. How... I don't really know what to think of it, but James Gunn is good at taking things that I don't know about and making them really cool. So. I have to wonder if it's like if it's because excuse me because if they're a super team that's influential or uh, with the world do you think that that might mean that like they wind up having to be deconstructed as an organization and then the superheroes that help do that be like maybe the idea of a super team isn't bad it was just being done by not great people interesting i'm like a precursor to the justice league that would be very interesting, and it would not surprise me at all. It, I, I wouldn't mind it if they, they were like the cynical precursor to Justice League, and then the actual Justice League forms to be like less shitty. Um, mm. Again, if you want to get into a real deep political discussion, are they actually less shitty? Oh, um, <laughs> but but like even in the description that I'm looking at here, he's like, um, not every film and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys. Giant things that come from the sky and good guy wins. There are white hats, black hats, and gray hats. Um, <laughs> which which is to say, members of the authority vary in how, quote-unquote, good they actually are. If, you know what? If I was going to compare it to something that we actually have seen, um, Eternals. Oh, yeah. They were all part of the same team, but they varied in degrees of how you know, forgiving they were to humanity. Yeah. Um, all right. After that, we got Paradise Lost. Yep, which is going to be a show about the mascara. I couldn't give less of a fuck. They're, they're like, it's going to be like Game of Thrones. Well, I hate that. But, <laughs> but it's going to be all about the Amazons. Okay, so then there's not different factions because they're all the same people. It's like, it's, it's going to be a, a prequel, I don't care, to Wonder Woman, not my favorite hero. It's like but, every part of this is like, I don't care. I don't want this. I'm sure for the people that do want it. And you know what? Hey, you know what? Granted, it's going to recast Gal Gadot. Good. Get that fucking bitch out of here. We don't know that. Ass. <laughs> don't want we, that shit. Uh, we don't Gal know that. Huh? Um. They better. She's not we, a good actress. We don't know that. We don't know if they're going to do it. She's a Zionist and she's bad at acting. Get her out. It, it is weird to me that the only ones they've actually committed to getting rid of are Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Everyone else is like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Let's get rid of the Zionists. Let's get rid <laughs> of the Trump supporter, which has uh, recently come out with Zachary Levi. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get rid of... Um, the the uh physical abuser and kidnapper and 
probably like 20 other things. Wh- yeah, whichever, whatever the latest list of Lizard Miller's yeah, stuff Christ. is. Um, um, so then we get to my personal favorite announcement. Uh, yeah, this is my favorite announcement. The Brave and the Bold. The title of the new Batman movie. Uh, he has announced that we are keeping Robert Pattinson and doing stuff with him. And no. there will also be a separate Batman for the oh, DCU. Okay. And that's the one that's the Brave and the Bold. I love this title. It points to a much more comic booky, fantastic uh, uh, vibe for Batman. A little bit of a break from the hyper realism of every other Batman thing for the last twenty years. And I'm pretty excited for that. And and it will feature Damian Wayne for the first time in live action. I think this is the first time we've ever had a Damian Wayne in live action. I'm pretty excited for that. What do you think? Well, since you asked, um, <laughs> this may actually be the thing that I hate the most of any of these announcements. I'm floored. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. Why? Uh, piece by piece. One, Damian Wayne fucking sucks. How are we going to skip over every other Robin? You know who we also have never had in live action? Tim Drake. Why the fuck are we getting Damian goddamn bullshit ass bitch ass Wayne <laughs> over Tim Drake, who is widely considered one of the best Robins ever. It is the contention between him and Dick motherfucking Grayson over who is the best Robin most times. It's It's one of those two. Correct answer is Dick Grayson. Um, Yes, but I love Dick Grayson too because he was my Robin when I was a kid. And he's damn good. He's the only one that didn't have to get told who Batman was. He was like, you're Bruce Wayne, ain't you? And Batman was like, what the fuck? Um, I but, don't mind doing uh, Damien okay, no, no, if they're all there. Okay, so The Brave and the Bold is a great title. Mm. Um, but but my problem is that you already had a great fucking Batman movie. You it, it, it is a standalone movie that could serve as a perfect entry point. That is a missed know, opportunity. A fresh entry. Like, I understand grandfathering in projects from before and sort of gradually transitioning with stuff that we already had into the new uh, DCU, but Mm -hmm. that would be a great fresh entry point for the DCU would be the Batman movie. And if you, if you then start, because again, the way the Batman ends opens the door to start introducing more of the fantastical elements. It opens the door to have him start being the comic bookie. You could literally have a sequel to the Pattinson Batman movie called the brave and the bold and have him start having a Robin and have him start doing more of the comic booky stuff. And maybe at the end of it, have him like in, in an after credits scene, have him want to meet Superman or whatever. And then like that, it could be the transition from the realism and the grittiness to the more comic booky aspects. I think that would be a great way to do it, especially because again, Hollywood is, fucking petrified <laughs> of letting Batman be comic booky ever since George Clooney. So so having a gradual transition from realism to fan- fantastical shit is already proven by the fucking MCU. Because guess <laughs> what we started the MCU with? We started with a guy in a robot suit 
and a Thor who was an alien that didn't really use magic. And then we got into Doctor Strange and then we had fucking Infinity War. Like that transition eases audiences who might not take this sort of thing as seriously into it and gets them nice and lubed up for it. <laughs> but, but, but why make it Elseworlds? Why have a, the Batman sequel at the same time that you're doing a different fucking Batman movie. Stop. I hated that shit when we had different Batman and different Jokers during the DCEU. This was your chance to fix that blunder. Have a single portrayal of this character. And they fucking did it again. <laughs> That's why I hate it. Because it's... I know nothing about the Brave and the Bold movie other than the little bit that they say right there and that it's going to have the worst Robin fight me. Um, but but I know that the Batman was good. I know that its sequel will probably be good. I know that it would have been great to, to tie into the new universe. And knowing that they just went, we'll make a sequel because it'll make us money, but we're not going to do anything with it. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! God damn it! So booster gold. Um. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I definitely the missed opportunity thing. I agree with a lot. It's you've got a Batman, you've got your Iron Man of the DCU. I'm not, I'm not going to force myself to hate the Brave and the Bold again. Like I said before, no. I don't want to hate these things. It is a missed opportunity. I think they would have been better served. The Batman was great. Pretty much everyone loved it. it just, except it's, it's except people who really me. wanted not to like it. It's going to um, frustrate me that we're going to have two different Batmans and uh, presumably two different Jokers and and that that and, and what's what this is going to do? It's going to railroad the Batman movies. Now they're yeah. not going to be allowed to open up. It's going to be strictly Gotham and it's going to be strictly Batman and his Bat family and his rogues gallery. And we're not going to be allowed to see that Batman interact with the Superman because then it's going to confuse the fuck out of people. Yep. And that, that limits what you can do with it. I understand Batman as an IP is huge on its own. You don't need to tie it in with the greater DC world. Hell, a lot of times they just don't. Most times they just don't. <laughs> but, um, but I'm, I'm making my stomach upset. <laughs> I'm angry. Anyway, I'm, I'm excited because I loved the animated movies with Damien in them. And I'm like, if you do it right, Damien's pretty cool. Literally and... the first time Damien starts getting good in the animated movies is like in the the three quarters mark of the Teen Titans movie where the Teen Titans force him to realize he's been a fucking shit this entire time. And oh, he I do starts love that. to begrudgingly go, okay, all right, I'll stop being as much of an asshole. I do like that. That's pretty good. That's, um, but, also, to... but also, we might get that scene from that one animated movie where Nightwing pulls his cape over his head and beats the shit out of him for a minute. 
but see, I love that scene. Okay, that would be great. That would be very cathartic (laughs) for me because I hate him. But that only works because I hate him. And if he's going to be the main Robin, I don't want to hate the main Robin. This is going to be the first Robin that we've had as a kid. Do you realize that? That's sickening to me because the only Robin that we've had in movies is fucking Chris O'Donnell. And he was a grown-ass man. And I've, I've... Literally, the last time we were talking about the Batman, I was like begging. I was like, I want a child Robin. Yeah, they should. And I didn't want (sighs) to be fucking Damien. Damien only works as a Robin. I've been using this word a lot, but it's what it is. As a deconstruction, he needs to be a dark parallel to what Robin was That's a good point. Those animated movies work because you know because you're a fucking nerd for finding those animated movies in the first place, you know what, what Robin, Robin used to be. should be. And, um, and you know that Damien is different than what Robin typically is and should be. And a big part of why Damien is maybe not for me enjoyable, but at the very least interesting as a character, is that he goes on this journey from a shitty assassin brat to learning what it takes to actually be a good Robin and slowly developing into that. And I am a sucker for asshole characters that develop into something better, right? So if he's doing that, then sure, I'm more on board with Damien. But again, that only works if there was already different Robins or at least one good Robin. You at the very bare minimum need Nightwing to already exist for Damien to work as a Robin. And if we're just going in dry, no lube, having (laughs) Damien be our first Robin, then you either need to force and shoehorn Nightwing into the story, and it's going to make no fucking sense to anyone who doesn't know who the fuck Nightwing is. That's Um, true. Or... He's just going to be a bad example. And you know what? I don't want a bad example of a Robin as our first actual kid Robin in live action. Like, uh, we, we had a discussion before where I think that that Henry Cavill's Superman is a bad Superman. But at the very least, at the end of the day, I will have to concede that he doesn't have to be the only Superman that people know in live action. Maybe this generation growing up will have him as their first Superman, but they'll still mm-hmm. be able to go back and watch the Christopher Reeve Superman. They'll still be able to go back and watch like the, the Justice League Unlimited cartoon and whatnot. There's a lot of accessibility for what Superman is as a character. There is not that for Damien. If you're not watching the DCAU, or sorry, the DCAMU movies, got all these fucking acronyms, um, <laughs> then, then you don't know who Damien Wayne is. And if the last time you saw Robin was in the fucking 1997... <laughs> batman and robin movie then you you still don't really know what robin actually is as a character and this will not be what robin is as a character this will be what damian wayne is as a character yeah that makes sense and and that's just that's 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 my frustration i i'm i want them to start I want them to stop putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, that is that is frustrating from a general audience standpoint, a general narrative standpoint, a missed opportunity with the Robert Pattinson Batman. 
Like, I don't um, need them to do a one-for-one thing from the comics, right? For, I don't, I, yeah, for what it is in a vacuum, I'm excited to watch that movie, but I get all those frustrations. Sure. I, I'm just less willing to view these things in a vacuum because I know it's not in a vacuum. It's a cinematic universe. That's mm-hmm. what this announcement is. They're talking about how they're building a universe, and so I have to think about how it's going to interconnect with the greater story and narrative. Um, yep, that makes sense. But something I am actually excited for how it's going to interconnect with the greater story and narrative is the Booster Gold uh, thing. You, uh, this makes Booster me Gold, so fucking happy. Booster Gold is legitimately the greatest superhero medium character concept of the last 30 Yeah, I've years. been saying for a long time if you want a real easy home run awesome story to tell just do booster gold he is just a loser from a future where technology has advanced so much that he was able to get his hands on time travel and he's literally that meme of like dudes with time machines (laughs) yeah because he literally is just like it's like okay if you were just some fucking joe schmo redneck with a shotgun yeah. And you found a time machine. You could go back to medieval Europe and become a king. Yeah. And and that doesn't make you an impressive person, but with the knowledge and the development and the technology that you brought with you, you would seem like a god among those people. So he's not an impressive person. He is not a hero. He is not super in any way, shape or form. He's a fucking loser. But because he's got such advanced tech for the time he comes back to, he's like, I can be a superhero here. Yep. I can be someone special. And he's a miserable little fuck that's desperate <laughs> for positive attention. Um, it, and, you know, it's funny. I was talking about how the authority um, influenced my original character, Amplitude. Mm-hmm. Um, Booster Gold is also a major influence on Amplitude. Huh. <laughs> because he has imposter syndrome. He... He's a, a bitter and lonely teenager who is angry at the world. He's got a chip on his shoulder, but he acts like a super charismatic and heroic figure when he's on stream, and he builds this persona of a classic superhero that people love because he's desperate for positive attention. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, the big part of his story is him slowly learning that be an actual hero that, that it's not about the fame and the money it's about helping people yeah, and and getting endorsements though yes <laughs> but that is such a perfect firstly that is one of the most perfect stories you can tell not just not just in general for a, a landscape of of superheroes that is commonly criticized for everything being a cookie cutter of the previous thing I can't think of any narrative arcs in recent memory where the arc is they only became a hero to get famous. I don't think that's been one yet. Yeah, a lot of... uh, This is actually one of my criticisms with um, DC versus Marvel um, Mm -hmm. is that, and this goes to the comics too, a lot of times the hero starts off as a genuinely good person right from the get-go. And while that's nice to see here and there, a lot of Marvel characters 
the reason that they're so humanized isn't because they fucking suck like in the Ciderverse. That's not how they humanize them. The way they're humanized is that they start off as people who attempt to use their powers for personal gain and quickly come to realize that that's not the way. The most mm-hmm. obvious example is Spider-Man. Um, and yeah. the reason that he resonated so hard with people is because he tried to do shitty things with his powers. He faced incredibly humbling consequences. He learned a valuable lesson about doing right for the sake of doing right and helping other people. And he became one of the greatest heroes in the world. And a lot are like that. Iron Man fucking sucked until he didn't. And like, sure, you have Captain America, but Captain America is an aberration. Most heroes don't start off as genuinely good as him. That is why he is held up as a paragon of virtue in the Marvel Universe. But in DC, fucking everyone's a paragon of virtue. Mm-hmm. And, and it's harder to feel the weight of how good a person is when everyone else is just as good. The reason Captain America is such like um, a, a revered figure in Marvel is because of how weird it is that he's just always been a genuinely good person and he's constantly uplifting others. And the people who started off shitty and got better over time are just like, wow, that's genuinely impressive. I kind of want to follow that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that's why I think Booster Gold will be great is like you were saying, like you don't see that story a lot in DC. Um, and that's that's one of the most prototypical hero's journey formats and i don't mean that as an insult i mean like it's just a great classic story like you said not even just for superheroes but just for stories right and that's what i was about to say that that in the modern day and you know so much of our of our culture is based around appearance in the modern day you've got people who give money to the homeless so they can tweet about it. You've got the beast. Yeah. Um, you've got people who do great things so that people like them and give them clicks. Yeah. And that's not why you do them. And and I think that I think it'd be especially in the modern age, a hero who needs to learn that distinction is really relevant, really interesting. You gotta learn to be Keanu Reeves and not Mr. Beast. Yeah, and I really want someone to that. I really need them to do the Justice League Unlimited thing, and have someone ask for his autograph, and then he signs it, and they go, "Oh man, I thought you were Green Lantern." <laughs> why would you think that? <laughs> I don't know why anyone would think the golden yellow dude is Green Lantern, but they did in Justice League Unlimited, and it was the funniest thing ever. Maybe they're colorblind. Oh, maybe that would be sad if I just made fun of a fictional colorblind person. Um, <laughs> well, no, no. You know what the joke <laughs> should be? You should just be like, why do you think I'm Green Lantern? I'm wearing blue and yellow. It's like, yeah, and those make green. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and then he just gets James, like, James. He's like, oh. James, please. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, James. <laughs> and we know you are. Oh, please, James. Uh, Listen, so, email this podcast. Please. Timestamp to James Gunn. Yes. Oh, my God. Please. 
Uh, okay, so then we get to Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. This one's interesting. This okay. one's real interesting. They they reference a story from comics that I'm not as familiar with. Is this going to be the thing where she flirts with being a villain that like they did in um, Injustice that they seem to be about to do in Young Justice? Um, oh yeah, I don't I don't know, but I guess it does sound it Justice League Unlimited, but they just did it with. Um, the, the not power girl instead of actual Kara. Oh, yeah. Galatea. Um, Galatea, yep. And, um, yeah, it sounds real interesting. It sounds like we're doing a situation where a small piece of Krypton survived and she's kind of gro- grown up in a just horrible environment. Um, I'm incredibly confused slash curious about what that actually entails because... If they mean that there's like a surviving city like Kandor or some shit that's just floating on half a rock um, in the middle of, uh, and like I suppose it would be possible to have a, a sustainable society. Uh, but if that's the case, then Supergirl and Superman aren't the only Kryptonians left. There's a shit ton of them, which I guess happened in the comics, but that would also require Brainiac to bottle Kandor so that they can't be a, a mm-hmm. fix-all for the world. Um, but if it's not the case, and she was just like in a fucking desolate half-city that where everyone else was dead, floating through uh, space for 14 years, how did she live? Was there just a bunch of food stores in those decrepit <laughs> buildings? Because that would be very lucky if, if every building she ran into had some food that lasted. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of this because I don't really understand what they're doing with it, but Maybe it sounds cool. kind of situation where uh, there were, like, monsters she was contending with and she could eat them. Huh. Yeah, maybe. Interesting. I don't know. That That's an interesting one. I mean, I don't know if Will Smith ate the the guys in I Am Legend or I don't remember or the day the Earth stood still or whatever the fucking five names of that story is um but you you know what I mean you get what I mean I get it so then we've got a uh, Swamp Thing uh horror movie apparently that's pretty cool is it weird to anyone else that Swamp Thing is like one of the most <laughs> utilized DC characters in in live action. Uh, like, it is. Oh, he he had like he's had like two or three different TV series. He's been in a bunch of made-for-TV movies. He's almost been in more shit than Superman. He, I'm pretty sure he has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's just because he is so easily used as just a singular generic horror movie monster um and and like there's probably a lot of people that don't even realize swamp thing is a dc character they'll just be like oh yeah that that like horror movie monster it's like well he's in the same world as superman and batman i'll be like what Mm -hmm. um like swamp thing has been used so often that when i saw um werewolf by night um, I I think I said Swamp Thing when Man Thing popped up, and I was like, "Fuck!" 
that's not the guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty movie? thrilled. All right, sure. I don't watch horror movies, so I won't watch it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess the 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 thing is if you're if you're closing out the first chapter which is what they're by the way okay here's another miniature rant i'm sorry they're calling it gods and monsters and that just i hope that what that leads to is a bunch of people discovering that justice league gods and monsters is a movie that is really good and not leading to fucking erasing that from the cultural consciousness. Um, I hope not. Um, but anyway, it's a great movie. If they're planning on closing out the gods and monsters chapter with Swamp Thing, I would think that that would be, if they're following the MCU model, that would be where they're trying to integrate more and more crossover material not just in the big crossover. There is no big crossover movie here. Mm. Unless it's Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which would be a weird one to do it in. Um, given that we've had exactly one other Supergirl movie in history and nobody knows about it. Um, yep. But uh, if Swamp Thing is the thing that you're closing it out on, I'm like, okay, are they... Because he can tie into a lot of stuff, right? He can tie into the magical aspects. Uh, so if you have introduced a uh, Doctor Fader or whoever, like you can you can bring them in on that. Um, if, if, if you could do Poison Ivy, you could do Solomon Grundy, you could do a, a few Gotham characters uh, with him. Um, but but if it's a horror movie, I don't know how you do that well because if you're bringing in too many superpowered people then the premise of a horror movie doesn't work because kind of the point of the horror movie is that nobody is equipped to fight the monster and we're all just trying to survive and get out alive but if you have superheroes in the movie then we're a lot less threatened. <laughs> yeah, that um, makes sense. So, so either you're going to have crossover and it kind of muddles the horror movie aspect, or you're not going to have crossover and it's a weird way to end your chapter one of your cinematic universe. Um, it wouldn't be the first time, like the MCU ended um, phase two with Ant-Man, right? Mm. But, but phase two is also just kind of weird. Um, like, I don't know. And, and, and Ant-Man wound up having a post credit scene that went into Civil War, which was kind of like the next quasi-Avengers movie. So yeah, true. it wasn't completely disconnected from that stuff. Um, I don't know. Like, I probably just sound like I'm looking for something to nitpick about. I, I I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not complaining about something. I'm just like, I don't. My know guess, my guess for what they're gonna do is do 
what at first seems like a relatively standalone horror movie. It, honestly, kind of Werewolf by Night. Where... Have it swerve you. That like, what? Have it like swerve you with the story. Like open as a standalone horror movie thing, but then gradually be like, actually, this is what this story is. That could be. I thought that maybe that whole movie is probably just going to be like, oh, look at this creepy story. It's not going to be like a super horror story, but it's probably going to be a bit spooky. And then it'll probably be like, you know, a couple of years later uh, when we get a Constantine thing or a, a Batman thing with Poison Ivy or, or some big Justice League thing. It's like, hey, we need uh, we need to ask Swamp Thing for something. Um, I hate that I said Dr. Fate when clearly the correct magical thing to mention was Constantine. <laughs> um, I, I'm betting Bring it's Keanu something back. like that. I'm betting it's something like that. Um, Keanu is going through his renaissance. You could bring him back. You could, and maybe you should. I, I've maybe you should. I don't like, know. He, he's getting a little up there in years, right? It's getting a little harder for him to do all the action stuff. So mm-hmm. Constantine's a great guy because he he's a lot of times he's like, all right, I'm gonna do this magical glyph, and if it doesn't work out, and the villain grabs me, then I'm gonna fucking hope for the best. That's exactly what Constantine is, and I. <laughs> Like, would like, kind of like to see him come back. He's like and do set that. up a big magical trap, and if it fails, and the demon just grabs him, he's just like, oh, "All right, we can talk about this, bro." <laughs> That's pretty much exactly how it is. I want, yeah, I could picture um, Keanu Reeves, uh, Constantine, uh, hanging out with Swamp Thing. That'd be pretty yeah, funny. I can see it. Um, so uh, I get. I guess what I was trying to get out with all that is that, like, I'm not like this was a terrible move. I'm just <laughs> sort of confused about how you make it work. Yeah. I'm not saying it can't work, but I don't have the visionary genius of one James Gunn. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's, let's hope his uh, doesn't fail him on this. He, he is, <clears throat> he is crazy, um, but he's just the right kind of crazy to keep you interested. So crazy, it just might work. You're a fucking dork, dude. <laughs> you ever seen that movie? That's like every movie. Oh, that, that line's in every movie? I was thinking that of Master of... like a fucking million movies. Well, I was thinking the way I said it made it distinct because it was from Master of Disguise. But I don't think anyone's ever seen that movie because... I, I, just... I actually have seen that like... 12 times you saw that's cool do you like it yeah it's it has a it has a one percent on rotten tomatoes the i saw (laughs) i saw the shot from master of disguise that was parrying um the exorcist before Mm -hmm. i saw that shot from the exorcist that's i didn't know it was a parody that's funny you know, with, with like the, the grandpa standing in the street silhouetted with the hat and the fucking do 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 music playing. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> yes, I've watched Master of Disguise <laughs> enough to to memorize a lot of parts of it. So Okay. Yeah. It, I saw it, it in movie theaters when it came out. It it came to my attention because I saw something that was talking about how the modern generation of kids, people who are growing up now, 
are never going to know what it's like to have your childhood at least partially defined by that one really random VHS your family happens to have that no one knows about. And I'm pretty sure for me, it's Master of Disguise because I posted that under that post and everyone was like, that's not a real movie, you're kidding. And I said, yes, it is real. And it has a 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't deserve that. That movie's a gem. Um, It's pretty fun. I'm Um, Devlin Bowman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay, I don't know where to put this because I'm new to doing a mail segment. But this will be a mail segment. There you go. This is a mail segment. Um, So our last episode. Wait, wait, wait. What? Can can I, like, we we should we should do like a blatant ripoff of the Weekly Planet and have like a I can't think of anything other than the Blues Clues thing. Fucking yeah, we mail it never. <laughs> it's very funny you should say that because uh, the Jump on the Fat Wagon podcast was doing that for the oh, first shit. like year of their show. Whoops. <laughs> We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Um, they, they did that part. Well, then there no, you go. They, no, did they the did. Part. They did the. No, they did the part you did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just doing that to amuse myself. Well, um, so uh, last week was the Snyderverse episode. The poll for last week was which of the three uh, Snyder DC movies is your favorite or in your case blue which do you hate the least what what uh man of steel batman versus superman and Zack snyder's justice league oh god what, damn it what Fine. do you what do you think what do you think man of steel man of steel okay yeah 75 percent only... did man of steel 25 percent did uh Zack snyder's justice league and no one voted for batman versus superman good I also think <laughs> Snyder's Justice League is crap, but it's better crap than um, Batman vs Superman. I like all three. Man of Steel is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then we, so okay, so we have some uh, comments to read because I said leave some thoughts below the poll, and we'll read them on the next episode. Uh, uh, Scotty Cameron writes: Zack Snyder's Justice League is my favorite because it has the strongest story. And it demonstrates that Snyder's strengths as a director and storyteller are creating epics and making ensemble films. I'd say Man of Steel is a solid second. Epic is the right word. Scotty, thank you for writing in. And for this being our first time with people writing in, (laughs) I will not argue with you. (laughs) I'm going to say epic is the right word. I, you know, there's, there's no way to disagree with that. It's epic. The stuff he makes is huge and pretty and epic. I would not use the word epic. I would use bombastic. Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll accept that. I in the same way that Michael Bay's Transformers movies are bombastic. Uh Jamie of the Jump on the Batwagon podcast and the Watchtower database uh sends in I like these movies a lot more than the average person. Zack Snyder's Justice League was much better than the theatrical version, despite its runtime. All three of these movies have their good qualities. Despite anything else, I'll always love their visuals and soundtracks. 
those two aspects are absolutely breathtaking. Thanks, Jamie. That that's something I can also agree with. They look that's something good. you can almost agree with. <laughs> I, what did I say? Almost? No, I said also. Oh, okay. I thought you said almost. Or, I was I'm like, not, oh I'm dear God, even, it's getting late. I gotta go to work in the morning. But um, I <laughs> I um no, those movies look good and they sound good. I won't argue that. Yeah, they're real pretty, and they sound really cool. I love the the Man of Steel soundtrack has some of my favorite stuff. You know in how any, you have to any like, superhero soundtrack. You know how when you're trying to wring out a sponge and like squeezing it doesn't get the reserves out, so you have to really twist <sighs> it and wring it out. Yeah. I feel like you're ringing me out for good things to say about these movies. Yeah, well, because I'm reading you praise about... You don't have to say anything. But but I don't want to not engage with people for the first time they're actually interacting with us. And it's just a really hard subject matter for me to not be a dick about. Fair enough. I'm doing my best. Thank you guys for writing. I love you all. And occasional guest host Dylan Pollock writes in, to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of any of these, but to put some optimism out there, I love Batman and Superman's fight, and all three are visually stunning, despite feeling a bit too desaturated. Desaturated is always a fair complaint when it comes to the, the Snyder movies. If you're feeling a little down, I can see how the color palette of these movies makes you a little more down. Um, Dylan, maybe it resonates with it, though. I don't know. D- Dylan, you and I haven't gotten to uh, to meet yet, but it sounds like <laughs> you got good taste. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, Scotty Cameron also wrote in a, a much longer one. I'm going to pick out uh, little little bits of this because it's I, I can't read all this. Um, but uh, regarding our episode last week, uh, he writes, I fully agree with the point made about how it is annoying when people hating actors' portrayals of characters because they didn't like the movie they were in. I've seen this more recently with people trashing Tom Hardy's Venom and Henry Golding's Snake Eyes and attributing the poor direction of those films to the actors instead of the directors. That's a great point. Uh, I, think, I think we had been talking about that in regards to Henry Cavill and a lot of people who just don't like Man of Steel hate Henry Cavill. And it's like, it's, that's not the same thing. You can, you can be okay with Henry Cavill and still hate the movie. Um, that might yeah. be something that I struggle with sometimes, admittedly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think... I, I think when I say I hate Henry Cavill Superman, I'm not saying I hate his acting skill at portraying the character... It's just that he is the version of that character. Right? Yeah, that's like, the version you don't like. That's fair. And it is only partially a product of his ability to act. It is largely a product of the way the character is written. And so I'm not necessarily blaming Henry himself. I just don't like his character because th- that character also only exists in that story. And if the story is bad... And and that's all that that character exists in, and the character is also like pretty bad. And it, I, I I do sometimes find myself being like Henry Cavill is terrible playing Superman, but I have to take a step back and be like, if he was in a different Superman movie, maybe I would like him more. So yeah, I, that I, makes I sense, should, and that's fair. I should accept that more often than I do. 
Yeah, and and I I like bringing up uh, Venom because that's another good example of that. Where there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, Tom Hardy's terrible as Venom. Like, he's pretty good in this role. It's just if you don't like the movie, you don't like the movie. That's fine. I still have to watch those movies. Oh, you gotta. They're great. Well, I love it's just a, a big thing that turned me off was the trailer, whereas like the big climax is a bunch of CGI splash effect. Um, yeah, it, it's the two guys the, inside of different color CGI slimes. The yeah. end of the first movie gets pretty hard to watch. Just I mean, I don't even mean like oh, it's a bad movie. It was hard to. I mean, like I was physically like visually, hard. It's hard. It was physically hard for me to watch. Yeah, I get it. Um, uh, uh, Scotty also writes. Uh, I appreciate the assertion that Snyder is a style over substance director, uh, uh, because I agree with that a lo- with. A lot of what was said in that field, honestly, it made me think of a good reason to do an episode on the Transformers films because Michael Bay is very much the director that Zack Snyder's detractors I think that he is. I just said that. <laughs> I just said that. I just yeah. said he is bombastic in the way that the Michael Bay Transformers movies are bombastic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. This guy um, gets me. <laughs> Whoever said Scotty doesn't know, they're full of shit. Uh, and you know what? I may have to do an episode on the uh, the Transformers movie if I can track them all down and find time to rewatch them. Uh, I'll, I'll. T- <laughs> I That's might. not necessary. <laughs> I might. It 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 depends on how my voice is feeling versus the weeks where something's going on. We'll see. It's like might have hours where like an hour and a half of it is like pretty good. I quite enjoyed that first movie. Well, yeah, what do you think I meant by the hour and a half? Yeah, I know. That's, that's what I'm responding to. Uh, my goodness. Um, yeah, uh, and then, yeah, just lots of nice stuff. Scotty, uh, looking forward to the Schumacher Batman films and Star Wars prequels. Oh, yeah, I did say I was going to do that. Thank you for reminding me. Um, that Because last week, not last week, whenever last time that, was, probably I... probably a few months ago by now, um feels like it last week last week just because it used to be true (laughs) (laughs) back in 20 back in 2021 that was true when i'd say yeah last week because i'd always done an episode last week but it's that's gotten harder to do since covid but anyway anyway since i got covid not since covid happened i know it happened a long time ago everything's been harder to do since covid happened. everything's been hard anyway the last time when we did the Snyderverse thing, it was because I wanted to, to pick movies that get a lot of hate and be optimistic about them. So I said I would also do an episode on the Schumacher Batman movies and the Star Wars prequels. So, and I've already done the Star Wars sequels, by the way. Go, go check that out if you haven't, dear listener. Uh, that was a lot of fun talking about the Star Wars sequels and why they get too much hate. They do. That, that is one where I am firmly on the side of optimism there. Because <laughs> like, Look, if you hate shit in those movies, why do you not hate the exact same shit in the other Star Wars movies? You literally yeah, the same had movies. to do one. Yeah, they're the same. That's kind of that's, that's what I always say about Star Wars. 
It's like, like this is this is exactly the same as it's always been. It's, I don't understand because people will make the criticism. They'll literally make the criticism that those movies are copy and pastes of the old movies, and then go out of their way to say that the new ones are completely terrible and that they're nothing like the old ones. And it's like you literally just criticized it for being too similar to the old movies. So which is it? Are they too similar to the old movies? Or are they completely different and ruined your childhood and fucked your mom? Like, <laughs> Jesus. Which one is it? Uh, yep. Anyway, uh, thanks so much, Scotty, for the extended message. Uh, lots of lots of fun things to bring up in there. Um, yeah, so that that's our first mail section. I assume that I will be better at it the next time it happens. I'm going to have to come up with a poll for this episode i'm not sure what it'll be let me think you know I was, it could I just was be about... which project are you most excited for but uh, there's a lot of them i don't want to type all that into a poll i was getting ready to be like um man uh why why do i never get like uh fan messages but before i even said it i i knew what the answer was and it's that i've never put effort into engagement <laughs> yeah and this was kind of one yeah, of the first times. To be fair, I, I used to do it, and then I gave up on doing it. But I know that there's some people who listen to the Jump on the Batwagon podcast who have been listening recently. So I'm like, okay, I know that at least one of you is going to say something <laughs> if I put something out there. So I went ahead and tried it. And thank you, everyone, for sending something. In. Uh, what, what do you think the poll should be? I, I'm at a loss here. I think it should be a stripper poll. Fair enough. I'll put it. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, uh, do you want it to be themed to today's episode? Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, you know what? We were talking a lot about um, different uh, portrayals of, uh, of Superman. Um, uh-huh. may- maybe we should ask, like, pick out like four different um iconic superman portrayals and be like uh which of these do you most want the next superman to be like? uh, yeah, yeah yeah fair enough like, that's a good one like, the super classic can be christopher reeves one you could do the dark and edgy boy um uh uh, uh henry cavill um you could do the um the more modernized uh with a bit of edge to him um justice league and justice league unlimited uh dcau superman my preference uh same uh and i don't know what's what's like a good for like the fucking um fleischer (laughs) yeah i don't know Uh, no no you know what the um the the fucking um Brandon Ralph, not Superman Returns, but the uh, Kingdom Come. Oh, Kingdom Come? Come? Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah, we've okay. had a That'll lot of young Superman now. Like, what if we had an old, old Superman? Superman? Honestly, okay, so here's something that I, that I saw pointed out that I completely agree with. Um, which is, if we're doing Batman's on his presumably fourth Robin, and you know this this world has clearly been lived in and you're not hard rebooting everyone why not just keep henry as older superman and just 
go with that. Wait, why know. is it fourth Robin? What are we fucking over Stephanie Brown now? Oh, I keep forgetting. God, I was thinking. <laughs> She's the only girl Robin that wasn't in Elseworlds. I keep forgetting. Is she part of the, the like mainline canon? I keep. What I, the fuck I forgot is the mainline that. canon anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Everything and nothing is. Look. As far as I'm aware, it's it's still Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, Damian Wayne. And, and depending on okay. which version you're going for, maybe somewhere along the way, Helena Wayne, or whatever the fuck her last name is in that continuity, maybe somewhere along the way, um, oh wait, uh, uh, not Luke Thomas, shit, the other, the other black guy, fuck. The... the <sighs> The new is it Luke Thomas? Is it no. oh, Duke? Duke, fucking goddamn it! Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of Luke. Uh, the the Batman. Fox. Yeah, yeah, Luke Fox. Yeah, um, those those two names are too similar for your two black guys in, That's in that family. True. That's asking for trouble from ignorant white dudes like me. <laughs> oh dear God. Um, but okay, the, so fifth Robin at least. Then it's like, why not do uh, older Superman? Gunn's gonna do what he's gonna do, and I believe he's gonna do something cool. So, sure, I'm just a little surprised by that by that choice to have Superman be like the only young one, <laughs> and yeah. have like a Batman who's clearly been at this a while, and maybe not recasting Aquaman or Shazam or. Wonder Woman, maybe, or The Flash, maybe. I don't know what he's planning to do. I think, I think, if nothing else, this reboot, this this transition into the DCU, will be a good way to not platform as many criminals. We we can get rid of Amber Heard. We can get rid of Ezra Miller. Oh, God. Zachary yeah. Levi is not technically a criminal as far as I'm aware. Where <laughs> not yet. January 6th, uh, Zach? <laughs> not yet. Um, it's not, it's but, not a criminal yet as far as you're concerned. he is an asshole. And uh, that's good enough for me to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, it's not like do, he it's like James, James, do that Marvel thing where none of your actors ever have any controversies. I don't know how they did it, but you should do that too. The closest we've gotten to um, to like big Avengers controversies was uh, I just remember one time that like it was it was Robert Downey Jr. and um, what the fuck is Bruce's name? Mark Ruffalo. Thank you. It, it was the two of them that were like. There, there was a bad person, and Downey and Ruffalo like stuck, stuck up for them, but but it was like they're two white guys, and they were trying to stick up for someone who was embroiled in like a BLM type issue, and mm-hmm. it's like you guys need to sit the fuck down. This isn't your problem, so you shouldn't be speaking on it. Yeah, because they they were like neutral at best in terms of what the actual controversy was. So they're completely detached from it. So, of course, they're just going to be like, I'm just going to stick up for my friend. It's like, well, your friend is a piece of shit. 
So <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. Uh, the closest we've gotten to a major Avengers controversy is James Gunn. Yeah. Getting uh, getting canceled for his old tweets. That's and, and then if you want to go into like deeper um, MCU stuff, that's like not so much Avengers. You've got shit like Latita Wright. And... Yeah, Do yeah. I guess one? I guess in the modern day, we're starting to get the cracks are starting to show. Yeah, it's the unfortunate truth is that when you have a lot of um, characters that are portrayed by real life human beings, oh. a bunch of those real life human beings are gonna fucking suck. Yeah, the other one was Evangeline Lilly that you were thinking of. Yes. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. How could I forget my favorite oh, yeah. dude? Your, good friend, your personal friend, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. And... He thinks I'm an animal. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, he Benedict. I'm, I'm more than an animal, but I am less than human. Frankenstein's uh, monster. Is... <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It does away oh. from me, Daddy. Oh, Benny. Oh, Benny. Mm, Benny boy. Benny boy. Okay, so we are going to post that poll, and if you comment something under the poll, it gets read on the next episode of The Phantom Optimists. I have no idea what the next episode's going to be. I'm going to hope to put it out next week if my voice holds up. Um, can can yeah. I share an idea of what I think uh, a string of next episodes for um, Cape Corner might be? For Cape Corner, okay. I was thinking of doing uh, a while of like giant robot stuff. Okay. Um, like I could talk about Voltron. I could talk about Gurren Lagann. I know that one's going to be an anime episode because you probably haven't seen Gurren Lagann. I've never heard of it. You Mm -hmm. (laughs) did you know that the British flag almost got changed to the Team Die Gurren flag in two thousand eight? Oh my god. Um, because it is the symbol of masculinity and and greatness. You, you need to... I'm going to link you uh, to... Do you have Netflix? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to type Gurren Lagann in on the DM so that you know what to search for. And okay. I need you to know it's only 26 episodes and don't trust the first six episodes because it will try to trick <laughs> you that it's one kind of show. Lots of titties and lots of stupidity. It's an incredible. It changed my worldview. Okay, Gurren Lagann low key kept me from killing myself. Oh wow! It it made me a more optimistic person. Uh, so if if you're about optimism, you should watch it. But yeah, <laughs> we we'll we'll be talking about that and like, I mean, it's it's also could be a good excuse to talk about more Power Rangers, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah, there's always more Power Rangers to talk about. Just, just I'm thinking of just doing a bunch of giant robot properties. I'm in the mood for it. Nice. Are you going to do the Iron Giant? Fuck yeah. Oh, that's a <laughs> great one. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> um, I'm thinking next week for us. What? What's going on? Is anything going on? Nothing's going on. So next week. Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll do those Star Wars prequels or the Schumacher Batman next week if I'm feeling up to it. Uh, stay tuned on that. Sounds you got cool. any? Uh, you got any closing remarks? You're you're not as excited as I am. I'm pretty excited. You're I, I'm, about I'm half excited. I, I'm <laughs> open-minded but concerned um, yeah. and fatigued. Um, Fair enough. That that's that's the general vibe I came away with this from. Was like, 
okay, we're doing more movies. I hope these are better than the last batch. Um, and and it's it's a different guy. It's a guy who has made a good movie that I saw. So so I'm more I'm more fandom optimistic than I was before. <laughs> um, but uh, that said, it's still Hollywood and it's still Warner Brothers, and they will fuck things up. I'm just preparing myself for that now. Yeah, fair um, enough. I'm pretty excited. I'm looking forward to all of it. I will probably like all of it. The only and... other closing thought that I have is I think it's very funny that you were like, we can do a short episode before you go to bed. And Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. How long? How long? <laughs> We've been Let's going look. for over an hour and 45 minutes. Oh, dear God. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fun. Uh, this is just how, also, cause we haven't talked in like three, or three and a half weeks. weeks so, yeah. so, uh, you know, that's, that's what does you in. That's, yeah, that's, that's how the listener, however long it's been since blue and I last talked is how upset the listener is going to be by how long the episode is. That's a good, that's a good met. There's probably yeah, some sort good, of equation. Uh, fortunate kind of thing. There's um, some equation you can plug those numbers into. I'll have to calculate it sometime. I, I'm too sleepy to calculate it. Um, I bet it lines up. Anyway, uh, we are a proud member of the Hall of Pods podcast network. Uh, there is a link tree in the description of this episode. You can go there and find all of my amazing podcasting friends. Blue is one of them over at Cape Corner. I sure uh, am, bucko. Follow at Cape Corner on Twitter for however long Twitter exists. Uh, <laughs> follow us at Fandom Optimists on Twitter and also at Fandom Optimists on Instagram. I'm posting over there now, occasionally, trying to get better about that. Um, yeah. Uh, until and next Twitter time. Twitter explodes. Oh, yeah. You can just Google. <laughs> you should Google it. It's worth a Google. I'm sure if you Google Cape Corner, you'll get like some Floridian shit first probably um, but like scroll down a little bit until you see a chibi drawing of a cartoon superhero boy and and that'll be me yeah that's how you find it or um, just like i wonder google, what happens like, if you google corner uh spotify or whatever what happens if you google fandom optimists Let's see. oh first result look at you all right you know what i've been around long enough let me see hang on fantastic so you can just Google Corner. Fandom Optimist and that'll work out for you too, dear listener. The first thing that pops up if you Google Cape Corner is the Cape Corner Community Resources News and Events. Oh no. I'm the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh no. Oh no, I'm not even on page one. Oh no. Uh, no one goes to not. page two. Wait. Only wait, why does page one keep going though? Only they... the truly desperate go to oh, page two. Oh, did they two. update Google? Does it does it just continuously load now? Oh no. Oh, there's no page well well there's a more results button now, but there's no pages on Google anymore. What the fuck? Okay, maybe Cape Corner podcast. Oh yeah, that'll do it. There it yeah. is. Now, yeah, there we go. Okay. Until next time, you guys. Never apologize for loving your fandom and try to stay optimistic. I hope to be talking to you next week. Are you sure we should end the episode now? I'm sure we could do another hour of this. I, I bet we could. <laughs> if we really wanted Wait, to. Fuck my job. 
Oh uh, yeah, I don't even know if my job's open tomorrow. <laughs> I, I I haven't figured it out yet. I and and if it is open tomorrow, I needed to be in bed a half hour ago. What? But, We'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll be fine. I'll it'll keep you posted on that too, dear listener. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. See you, man. Good night. <laughs>